The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin. I'm the managing editor of Small Biz Ahead, the blog. And I'm here with Gene Marks, who's a small business owner, a writer, yes. a speaker, and a consultant to other small businesses. A renaissance man. A renaissance yeah. small sorry, business that's, person. That's calls me. Um, Gene, <laughs> just because we have a lot of new viewers, because we've, we're now publishing these um, these episodes on Facebook Live, can yep. you just give everyone a background on your business? Oh, yeah. So um, my company, it's called the Marks Group PC. And what we do is we're a technology management consulting firm. Um, I'm a CPA as well. You didn't mention that. I'm not a very good, uh, yeah, I'm not a very good CPA. Like for me, like (laughs) if it's close enough, it's good enough. How many times have you heard that joke? Uh, but no, so my company sells, um, sales and marketing software, primarily customer relationship management software, CRM software. Some of the big names you've heard of like salesforce.com and Microsoft dynamics and Zoho, right. And, uh, so we implement and we train and we customize and we do all that stuff around it. We have about 600 active clients, 10 people in the company. Uh, I've been doing it for about 20 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I write paychecks. I have customers that don't pay me. I have suppliers that don't do what they say they're going to do. I have employees <laughs> who don't show up to work. Um, I have cash flow issues. I have tax issues. I have technology issues. So any issue. All those issues. Yes. If you are a small business owner listening to this or watching on Facebook mm-hmm. and you have an issue, Gene has probably had I've been there and issue. done that. And I'm still here to talk about <laughs> it. So I think that's worthy of something. So today's topic is one that I find so interesting, even though we it is going to get a little nerdish. It's how do you figure out how much a job is actually costing you? So mm. you have 600 clients. Yes. So how do we know what's, which ones are profitable, yeah. which ones aren't? Because you want to get rid of the ones that aren't profitable right. or you want to figure out a way to make them profitable. So, so this conversation, Elizabeth, is all about um, if your business is one that's working on projects, um, so whether you're a manufacturer or maybe you're a service kind of firm, it's really not, um, this isn't really a retail oriented conversation or a restaurant oriented conversation. Well, couldn't it be like, let's say you have a menu item and you could f- be. figure out that menu item is not making me any money. It's a different conversation. Okay. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to, I'd like to ask you as the editor of this show, um, let's, um, let, we, we should schedule a time to talk a whole other podcast and let's, let's devote it towards merchants and restaurateurs about how to, how to podcast, crack it. We come up with like different ideas. Other topics. I agree. I agree. So once we hear from our sponsor, we'll be right back. And Gene is going to talk us all through how to figure out if a client or if a job is actually worth it. This podcast is brought to you by the Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, the Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property liability and workers compensation insurance. Check out the Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Okay, and we're back. So, Gene, kick us off. We're going to talk about, is this client or is this job actually profitable for my business? And how do you figure that out? Fine. So, without getting too nerdy about all of this, here's what you you need to do. Um, If you are doing projects, you're providing services, you're manufacturing products or even distributing products, um, here's what you want to do is every month, probably on a monthly basis, you can do it a little bit more often 
if you want to do it weekly, you want to pull out a sample of jobs, okay? A representative sample of jobs. So depending on your volume, maybe it's two jobs a month, maybe it's 10 jobs a month, or two projects a month, or 10 projects, or whatever it is. But you want to just say, listen, every month we're gonna we're gonna pick out a sample, okay? And then you know what you're gonna do, Elizabeth, is um you're gonna dig into the details. I mean, you are you're going to explode that job. So when I look at the jobs that we perform and we're a service business, um, I go back to the original timesheets of, of what was performed. I look at any materials that might have been used on that job, whether it's software or hardware that we used or anything like that. Um, and I break it all down onto a spreadsheet. And when I break it all down to a spreadsheet, I am looking at the hours that were spent on a job, the rate per hour that we, you know, that, that was costing. So that's what it. you charge for your employees to be out at that client. Correct. Not what I work. charge. I'm looking at costs right okay, now. Okay? Right, okay. So I'm looking at the hours incurred on the job. And then I'm looking at what that employee cost me. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, so I can figure out what my cost for the employees were. And then I look at any materials that were used on this job. And I look at what those materials cost me, what I paid for them, because uh, they were needed on a job. And I look at, you know, I extrapolate that out to see what my total materials cost were. So I have the employee cost. I have materials cost. I'm going to talk about overhead in a minute because that's included in the employees. And I come down to like what my total cost is for that job. Do you include your time and do you include marketing costs? I'm going to get to this in a minute. Right, because you're, no, because it's, it's a really <laughs> I will important, let you finish. It's a really, really important question to ask because overhead is what's always sort of the killer. Okay? Yeah. So when I look at my materials and my direct costs for my employees, it's my hourly costs that they're, what they're costing me. It gives me what I'm, what I'm, you know, what my total costs are for the job. I compare it to what I build out. Out for the job, my actual revenues, and for stars, am I am I making money just on a direct basis without even considering any overhead? Is yeah. you know, did I just make money on what I paid my employees and what materials that I use? Because first of all, if I'm not making money or if it's really a slim margin without even considering overhead, that's an issue. Okay, that you know that 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 job itself is not profitable, and that that could be a problem indicative of the rest of my business. Okay, the next thing that I do is though I add on overhead. Okay. Overhead is not as tough to figure out as you think. You know, some people think that it is. There are a lot of different conversations of how to do overhead, but let me tell you a really simple way to do it, okay? You take all of the costs that you need to run your business that month, and they're usually the same. It's it's your rent, your your um, electric. electric, your benefits that you might be paying your employees, your office expenses. I mean, it's on average, just your, your average cost of what it takes to run your business during that month. And all you need to do is you need to divide it by a certain factor. I divide it by hours. Okay. So however many hours my people on average work per month will give me a cost per hour which tells me that for every hour that that guy was out there providing services for a project, there's a certain you know, cost per hour of overhead that, that I need to, to, to make this guy, you know, to, for, for this guy to be, you know, for whatever work that he's doing. Okay. So when I'm looking at the cost for the employee, the cost for, for, for materials, I then say, well, the number of hours performed on that job, I multiply it times that overhead rate that I just came up with. And it tells me what the overhead applied is okay. to that job. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? So there I'm, there I'm seeing right now my cost for employee, my cost for you know, materials, and then just an allocated amount of every all the other costs in my business that's applied to that job. It's simple. And again, I realize there are a lot of people that, that, that go into different directions with overhead calculations, but it's a very simple way to do this. Okay? And maybe in the show notes, 
We can show this out yes, a little yes. bit. Okay. Yep. So then what happens is I, I then get like a total cost for the job and I go back again and compare it to what my, my revenues are for that job. And that way it tells me whether or not that specific job was profitable or not. Now, remember if my, if my billings equal costs, I'm just breaking even on the job. So that's not even, yeah. I want to make money. So I'm hoping that my billings, you know, over all those costs are at least 10 to 20% over those costs. And then I know that I'm making money on that job. The more you can do that, you know, for specific jobs during the month, I mean, literally pulling them out and exploding them, going all the way down to the details of, what, of what's in that job, the more that you will know whether or not your overall, your, your business is running profitably because the devil's in the details. You have to be able to pull out individual jobs. So you're still awake and I appreciate that you're still awake. <laughs> you know, they, most people would have been asleep at this point. Well, so. no, I'm, I'm, I've got to listen because if anything is unclear, I feel like I have to ask for the listeners. <laughs> I have to be the one to say, Gene, that doesn't make sense. Sure. So how, how much time do you allocate to this exercise? Oh, that's a, that's a very good question. So if you're going to be doing this, you know, on a monthly basis or even a weekly basis, it's however much time it takes. Okay. So, I mean, if I'm going to pull out five jobs and it's going to take me half a day a week or a month to actually go and dig out the detail it's for those five it. jobs, it's worth it. Okay. So it's whatever time it takes. It shouldn't take you that much time, but you know, it's going to take you a few hours depending so on the number of jobs. When you, you pick do up. this, you're working with, I'm assuming your bookkeeper. Correct. So a lot of, a lot of business owners that I meet are not that familiar with their numbers. You know, they're like, Hey, I'm a sales guy or I'm a marketing person or yeah, I'm not an accountant. We'll let the accountants I'm worry a mechanic. about that. Yeah. I'm a mechanic. I think, I mean, Elizabeth, I think that's just a bunch of baloney. I, you know, I think that yes, you're not an accountant. Nobody says you have to be a super expert on taxes or whatnot, but, yeah. but this is like really important stuff. Like this is the nuts and bolts of your business is how profitable your, your, your individual jobs are. So you don't have to be an accountant to know this stuff. This is not an accounting exercise. This is a common sense business exercise. So okay. don't make that excuse. I'll just leave it up to my accountants. You know, sure, you can have somebody prepare this stuff for you, like a bookkeeper, but you got to dig it out and go through it yourself and make sure you really understand yeah, absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, some other thing I can suggest is I, I talk about picking out certain jobs. They can be smaller. They can be bigger. There's also, Elizabeth, the 80-20 rule, which is, you know, you know, uh, you know, 80%, uh, you know, 20% of your jobs make up 80% of your profits. So if during the course of the month, you've done 30 jobs, and if you can determine that, like, I don't know, five of them are making up, you know, half of the revenues for your month, then you might want to just focus on those five jobs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe it's nice to look at smaller jobs just to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks. But I, you know, I think if you pull out like a handful of jobs and they're the ones that are really making you, you think they're making you the money, dig into them and see okay, what they are. So let's say you find that, that out of the, let's say the Marks group, and this is just an example, I don't know these numbers, does 20 jobs in a month and five of those jobs are making up 50% of your yeah, profit. Right. So what it, I mean, my mind would be, how do I get more of those clients or how, how do I get more of those jobs? Right. So the, um, it's a great question actually, because do you focus on the job? Do you focus on, you know, you focus on the client. That's kind of up to the job itself and up to the customer. I mean, it really, it really does. I mean, if you think there's more work from this customer or similar customers, then you go after that because yeah. what you're charging one customer and you're confident they're paying it and you're making money off it. 
then it gives you a self-confidence. You can go out to other similar customers and charge the same because, you know, people start squawking about your price. You can think to yourself, well, I've got another customer that's paying this happily, you know? So I think you focus on the customers, similar customers that you could sell the same job to. Um, Because the project is... um, you know, again, it's if you can do it once for one customer well, you should be able to duplicate it for others. Okay, great. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Would you like for your next major business purchase to be paid for by credit card rewards points? Learn how you might be able to do that in Small Biz Ahead's new ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Business Credit Cards. In this free ebook, you'll learn how you can rack up rewards points for your next major business purchase or personal vacation how you can use business credit cards so they won't affect your personal credit, and even how to keep employees from using their work credit cards for personal use. Just head over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to get your free ebook today. And we're back with Gene's word of brilliance. Take it away, Gene. Unsick day. <laughs> two words, but it's unsick. What is that? Is this a mental health day? Yeah, um, No. It's not a mental health day. Okay. You know what a mental health day is, Yeah. Right? Ment- no, what is a mental health day? It's when you call in sick, but you're not actually sick. Oh, you okay, just fine. You just need a day to, like, get away from that's, work. That's not what this is. Okay. That's not what this is. So, uh, you know, here's what it is, an unsick day. There's this growing popularity. There's a whole website about it as well. And I just wrote about this, by the way, for Small Biz Ahead. Um, there's this growing trend um, of course, we've talked before in previous podcasts about uh, how paid time off is uh, growing and growing and people get into it. And it's a big you know, benefit that you want to you know, offer to your yeah. employees and uh, the millennials that, you know, this whole generation, they make up so big part of the workforce. They prefer time off, you know, just, you know, crazy enough time off to spend with their families. Who are these people that want to spend time <laughs> with their families? But OK. Um, and even in lieu of compensation. So as part of that, um, there are certain paid time off. Uh, benefits that that companies are offering, some unique ones. And one of them is unsick days. And what an unsick day is this. You say to your employees, listen, you can take a day off completely paid in addition to your existing paid time off. You need to bring me back evidence that you went and saw your doctor and or your dentist during that day. This seems like a lot of work. Checkup. Well, for a checkup. Okay. And therefore, um, I will then grant you that unsick oh, day. It's so, a day off to prevent sickness. So the thought is that if your employees are going and get le- getting yearly checkups, they'll get sick less and that will cost you less. Exactly right. Okay. And of course, you know, the benefit for your employees is that they'll, well, they'll get sick less. So yeah. they'll be happy about that. And, uh, and, and listen, we have busy lives and people are running around and the people don't want their, their days off are precious. Yeah. So to take time off to get like just a stupid checkup or, a, you, know, a, you, know, a, you know, an exam by my dentist, a lot of people don't choose to do that. Yeah. So more and more employers are saying, OK, I'll tell you what, we're going to encourage you to do that. It's good for you and it's potentially good for us. And it's a growing trend. Unsick days. Do you need a day off to do that, though? I mean, I just run out and don't run even back. ask me. Don't even get started with me because I, I'll, I'll probably never offer this. OK, because to me, it's kind of like, listen, you need to go and see, you know, have a dentist appointment. Go and see your dentist appointment and then come back to work. Yeah. I get it. But people are turning into it a whole thing. Yeah, but if you work at, if you're getting paid hourly, you know, or you You work at like a retail or a restaurant or something. Right. A lot of people, though, um, remember, a lot of companies are fighting for good employees. So they're turning the unsick day into sort of a, I don't know, a little marketing promotion. So here's why you want to work for my company. We offer our people 
unsick days. So you know? I have a friend who works at a startup and they get something similar, but you have to come back and prove to the boss or whoever that you got either acupuncture or massage, went to a yoga cl- You have to do something stress, stress reduction. That's cute. That's a cute idea for the um, full day. Yeah. You take the full day off and you have to prove, like bring in a receipt it's to cute. say that you, you did something like that. And then that. if they like lost the receipt, isn't that stressful? <laughs> kind of has the opposite effect. Well, it's probably in your email, Gene. Yeah, that's awesome. probably booking it on that's an app. True. That's true. Okay, thanks for joining us on this edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. Unsick day. Unsick day. We will be back in our next episode. We're going to be talking about one of your favorite topics. I say that like every episode, but um I think this is one of your favorite topics, cloud accounting <laughs> solutions for small business yes, owners. Yes, I can offer some some ideas there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.